Here's that song we all know and love. Blau und Weiß ein Leben lang. Hallo meine Lieben, wie geht's? Willkommen zum Das Einziger Schalke Podcast auf Englisch. That's right folks, officially the world's only English Schalke Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Carmen. Let me start off by thanking you for tuning back to our show. Schalke fans are some of the greatest fans in the world, many of whom speak English. This pod aims to bring you the latest from the Royal Blues, talk, talk to the English-speaking fans of the club and get their point of view, and bring you game highlights. We also pick out articles on the club and talk a little bit about them. I'm not going to do this alone this time. We said we'd bring on some Schalke fans to get their point of view, and that's what we're going to do. Please welcome to the show, Daniel Arzola. How are you, bud? Hey, Richard. I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. Thank you for coming on. Um, let let the Schalke Nation uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, your Schalke fandom, if you would. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm 35, happily married, uh, live in the Denver, Colorado um, area here in the U.S., um, and just just loving it. Um, just started following Schalke last summer, 2016, um, and just really wanted to just find a team that, you know, I can really connect to, not follow one of these teams that, you know, spends the money or has a young phenom. Um, and so, you know, I didn't want to follow Bayern Munich or the Bumblebees. I don't even want to say the name since they're our rivals. That's right. Let's leave um, them out of this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but I actually came across Schalke and just kind of uh, started reading a little bit about their history and just wanted to find out more about the team and, you know, spent a good couple of days just reading up on them. And I just fell in love with their history and their and their story. And that's how I started following the Royal Blues. So and it's just been good. I mean, I know last season wasn't very as good as we wanted, but, you know, got some high hopes for this season and I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. You're not the only one. I'm excited, too. Uh, when this new man, Dominico Tedesco, came on board um, and I definitely got excited. So, um Right on. Let's uh let's let's get down to the the podcast rundown. We're gonna talk a little transfers here. You know the Halvi Benedict Halvidis departure. Uh, we're also gonna recap Hanover versus Schalke from week two, and then Schalke versus Stuttgart from this weekend. Um, with game one in the books against Leipzig, everything was looking great for the Royal Blues. Fans were on cloud nine, singing, praising the new boss Dominico Tedesco, but we were in for a rude awakening. Let's take it away. Yeah, so heading into the Hanover game, um, there was a lot of high, right? I mean, I mean, I don't know about you, but for me, I was, I was like, okay, we got a, we got a manager. He, he, we just beat a team that uh, that finished second place in the Bundesliga. I'm excited. And then they played Hanover. Before we get to the result of that game, um, the lineup that came out that Schalke came out with was uh, Ralph Fairman in goal, Tilo Carrero, Naldo, and Matias Nastasis in the back back three. You had Daniel Calagiri, Nabil Benteleb, Leon Goretzka, Basino Chipka, Amin Herit, Franco Di Santo, and Yevin Konoplyanka. Uh, it was a decent lineup. It was pretty much the same as you saw from game one. But as you watch the game in Hanover, something didn't seem right with, with, uh, with Schalke. Uh, I don't know if you, you agree, Daniel, but, um, Hanover seemed like the better team throughout the game and they ultimately did get that one goal and the goal that won it. Um, and so to lose one nothing in Hanover after such a, a great victory in the game one, 
<laughs> it was almost like depression. You're thinking like, well, what the heck was this? Uh, how'd you yeah. feel? How'd you feel after that result? I mean, yeah, after the first game, I was like, like you mentioned, I was on cloud nine. I was really, really excited, you know, playing Hanover, them being just promoted into the Bundesliga or back, should I say, into the Bundesliga. I just felt like it was going to be, you know, an easy win for us. And, you know, as I watched the game, they just seemed a little bit more dominant. So it was, it was really deflating and frustrating, not knowing what, what the game plan was. Um, and then once that goal came in, you know, uh, Jonathan just had just subbed in and then a few minutes later he just scored on a bad pass but you know I I was really frustrated um you know I even looked at the stats of you know comparing the teams I just I always like to do that and it was kind of even but I was just surprised how much more dominant Hanover looked but I think you know it's the first loss but I I think it's just going to be kind of a, a wake-up call for us um going forward. So I'm just really excited to see, you know, what's going to happen after this loss. You know, hopefully it's a good wake-up call for us. And you, and you bring up some good points there. I mean, after this game, you know, I was definitely, I'm definitely curious to see how Schalke would respond to a game like that. Um, but also, you know, after that first game, you beat, you beat a quality opponent like Leipzig um, and you look at the schedule, the next two opponents are newly promoted teams. So you're thinking, okay, this should be an easy three points for each of the games. And then you, they they let up that goose egg in the in the second game. So then my question, just like you, I'm wondering, you know, how how is Tedesco and how is Schalke going to respond to that? Because it could go either way. If they had another poor performance, you may start questioning the hiring of of Tedesco again. If if they turned it around, you're thinking, okay, it was just a blip in the radar, not a big deal. So you know, we're talking about that third game uh, against Stuttgart. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Pre-game, I was watching the, you know, I was watching the, I like watching the games, uh, uh, pre-game just to see how the, the crowd's chanting and singing. And I noticed someone in the crowd, you know, which this is what makes Bundesliga special, I think. You know, President Clemens Tonys was chanting with the crowd, uh, singing along with the songs, you know, playing over the, over the PA system. Um, you don't see that in many leagues, do you? Uh, you know, the president in the crowd with the fans, which is unique for Bundesliga as it is. And then, you know, singing and chanting along with the fans. You don't see that, do you? No, I don't. And, you know, I know we kind of talked about this before we even started the podcast about how just just how awesome the fans are in the Bundesliga. They just show their passion and just being able to see our president, you know, join in on that. You know, it just kind of shows that he's a fan and he's not there just for the money. You know, he's not there to make the money. He's not there just to make his presence seen that he's a businessman and exactly. you know it's just exciting to see our president you know acting like a fan and that's what we want when we see our presidents or people that you know are owners of the team so it, it was just really exciting you know I personally didn't see it live uh, but you know watching game later you know re- replays and stuff I was able to see it through that but it, it was just really cool to see that. Well, you know, the big thing about this game, not only was Stuttgart a newly promoted team, uh, they, they, they're they a staple in, in the Bundesliga. Yes, they went down last season, uh, but they came right back up. You know, both Schalke and Stuttgart, they're both two big German clubs. Uh, huge history with both of those teams. And, you know, the game, you know, was a Veltins Arena. It's nice to be back home, especially after that loss in Hanover. You know, what you got in Veltins Arena, it's one of the most atmospheric stadiums in all of Germany, really. I mean, you can throw up there the Bumblebees, their home is very impressive, you know, and also, you know, Bayern Munich, their home is very intimidating to play at. So with those three teams, they're, they're, it's very intimidating for 
for the opposition to come in. Now, I don't know if you caught this in a telecast. <laughs> the announcer, you know, there's always color commentators during the game. One one of the announcers was a former Stuttgart player. Um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Uh, but he was talking a little bit of trash towards Schalke, and I didn't like it. I don't, and I don't know if you caught this, but before the match, he kept saying, you know, uh, you know, Stuttgart are going to have an easy playing at Schalke. Schalke fans are some of the easiest crowd to to play against because they turn on against the home team so easily. I mean, they're talking. He's talking trash. I mean, I guess he forgot that you know, or forgets that you know, Schalke has the most wins against any team with Stuttgart than any other team in the Bundesliga. And that also includes, you know, they've only won, uh, Stuttgart has only won twice in the last 18 matches against Schalke. I guess he should do his uh, statistics a little bit better, huh? What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I mean, just looking at it, like you mentioned, statistically, it's like they didn't do, they don't fare very well with, with us the last couple of times. But, I mean, the thing is, is like being at home, I mean, we're just so passionate about being at home and we love seeing Schalke live. And it may seem like they're, you know, we're turning on, on the team, but it's like we're going through that pain with them. So I think it was just kind of frustrating and, you know, upsetting to hear him talk the, talk about this and him not really doing his research and trying to talk about like he knows what's going on. So it was just it was just kind of funny, you know. I wish I could have been able to see his face after you know the actual yeah, final too. result of the game, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I, I wish I could have too. So, you know, let's get let's get on to the game. Um, uh, Schalke came out with another, again, with a 3-4-3 three, three, uh, formation. It's not only a staple in, in Tedesco's lineups, uh, both, you know, here at Schalke and also Isaac Uh He did the same thing. But it seems to be a trend now with uh, the young managers, the, the 39 and unders. Um, they all like this 3-4-3 three, three formation, and that's kind of the trend of the Bundesliga uh, and many leagues, uh, in, in reality, I mean, I know uh, Conte and if at Chelsea, he plays with three men. He likes three man defense. He did he did when he was in Italy. Uh, a lot of Italian teams do the same thing. Same thing with Spanish teams. So it's the very in, very trendy formation now. But if you look at the formation, uh, the the lineup actually, once again you had Farman in goal. He's the, he's the captain. Um, you had Stambouli actually playing in the back three with Nastasic and and uh, and uh, Naldo. And then in the midfield, you had Tilo Kerrer, who got moved up from defense to the midfield, along with Goretzka, Benteleb, Ochipka. And then you had a front three of uh, Herrett playing kind of like the trecortista or the uh, the playmaker with Meyer and Konoplyanka up front. So what was very evident right, right off the bat was that um, Tedesco was intent on changing things up from that second game. He took out Caligiri, took out DeSanto uh, out of the starting lineup, and he inserted Meyer and Stambouli. Um, what did you make of those substitutions? You, th- when, you know, before the game started, do you think those were going to be good substitutions, or you're just going to be pretty, pretty even? Um, I, I kind of felt like it was going to add a little bit of up tempo with with Mayer, you know, getting back into the starting lineup. You know, and it, it was just being so early in into the season, it was just it wasn't really a surprise to me to see him try this different lineup, even though it wasn't that much different from from the last game against Hanover but um you know I just thought it was going to be a little bit more more of an attack with with those two in there oh definitely definitely so I, and I was excited to see Meyer play, play, get on the pitch again you know um he was he, he came along slowly after you know having a playing for the, for the German for the German under 21s I guess it was uh the summer so you know they brought him back you know slowly to the team and as much needed to see him out there because uh 
Uh, it was obviously that we were lacking something in that second game. A guy that I, you know, I've been praising since he joined uh, Schalke, Amin Herit. You know, he's got that fancy footwork that I've been talking about. He reminds me of a young Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, he's got a good vision, got good passing, um, and he started off really quick in the game. In fact, the second minute, uh, there's a loose ball in the box, and uh, I mean, Harrit and a defender goes for it. And during live play, I said, "Oh, he's got the ball, and it's foul. That's it's a penalty. Penalty." Referee waved his arms, like saying, "You know, no penalty." And I'm I'm yelling at the TV. I'm like, "Use the freaking VAR! Are you kidding me? This is a penalty, clear penalty." And I'm then I'm thinking. Well, maybe it wasn't a penalty. You know, maybe just my my bias towards Schalke that I thought it was a penalty. And they showed the replay. I'm like, no, it was a penalty. But then, yep. alas, the referee calls Cologne, uses the VAR, and just as we thought, penalty for Schalke. I was I was happy when I saw that because I I was getting ready to throw some things when I if they didn't call that. Yeah, I had to walk out of the room even after watching the replay because I was I was just so upset about that no call. <laughs> but I'm glad they were able to to overturn that with the VAR. So. Yeah, VARs had some ups and downs so far in all the leagues that it's been used, but um, it's it's it came out very correct in in this game. So who who's up to step up? Well, it was Benteleb, of course. Three minutes played, and Benteleb just squeezes it home. Schalke one, Stuttgart nil. And he's two for two on the young season. Schalke up one nothing. Dream start for Tedesco. That goal, I mean, I, he 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 got a goal. That was definitely a goal, but it barely. was barely a goal. I mean, it just went under the goalie. When I saw it, I was like, "Oh, good, good, good." Yeah, it was. That was a close one, and um, you know, we got that lucky squeeze through. I guess it would be the best way to do uh, say it. But um, you know, I felt the same way. I'm like, "No, yes," you know, it was it was just great to see it go. <laughs> Yeah, a goal's a goal. I'll take it anyway. I, I don't care if the goalie scores it on himself. That's fine. A goal's a goal. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, you know, let's continue on. You know, great start. one nothing for, for Schalke, you know, so early in the game. And they kept coming at it. You know, I mean, Herod, again, once again, he he's a clear passing threat and a playmaker. Uh, in the seventh minute, he had a nice through pass to Kerr down the right side. Um, it led to an opportunity for Schalke. The thing I noticed with Schalke in this game, for sure, as compared to the last game, uh, at least in the first 30 minutes of the game, first half hour, they were playing very compact. I don't remember many, if any, I mean, if any uh, chances for, for Stuttgart in the first half hour because, you know, finally the guys are playing how Tedesco likes to play, and it's very compact. You got the three three guys in the back, plus you got the two wingers, Ochipka and Carrier, helping out. So really it's a five-man defense. So I thought I thought Shakup was played very well defensively. How about you? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I know you can totally tell the difference as far as the defense compared to the second game. I felt like in the Hanover game, there they just had so many chances, yeah. and it just seemed like a different defense. Like you're saying, it just really felt like a five man defense, which was which was huge, I think, in trying to keep us up since we we're already up, you know, one nil. Yeah. And, uh, you know, things were looking really good. Thing, you, you know, I was starting to think that we're going to come away at halftime with a one nothing lead. Uh, and then I noticed a little change in the in the gameplay. Dukar started controlling the ball a little more. They had a very slow buildup. And I, I, didn't, I didn't like where it was going. And eventually, uh, the ball went out to Josip Brekalo, uh, who crossed it into the box. And... Josip Brekalo with the delivery. And the shot finds the back of the net. Shadrach Akolo with the strike. Stuttgart to level. 
and Schalke had sat back and sat back and conceded possession and now they paid the price for it. Chadrick Akolo with a fantastic one-time side volley to equalize in the 40th. No chance for Faramund or anybody in the world to stop that. Um, <laughs> that was a good goal. I had to give it to him. I mean, I don't like when you know opposing teams score, but that was a good goal in my opinion. Yep. It was a beautiful goal. I agree. At first, I, I didn't know how he'd scored it. I thought maybe it hit the defender and went in. Uh, but then when I saw the replay, he got it clean. He just it was a perfect shot, perfect volley. And that's how the first half would end. It would end 1-1. Um, Stuttgart get a late goal in the 40th minute. So momentum seems to be on their, on, in, you know, in their favor going into the second half, going into halftime. So I was curious because I've, I've seen games, uh, and I won't say in what leagues, but you know, when a team scores late like that, or if a team is getting beat really bad in the first half, what does that manager do at halftime? Um, if, sometimes, a lot of times, I've seen the manager do nothing, just hoping that you know their team can continue and find a way. Not, not so much Tedesco, huh? Uh, he and he made two substitutions at halftime. He took uh, he took Meyer out, brought in Bergsaller, uh, which I love. I love Bergsaller. He's he's a fantastic player. They took out the goal scorer Benteleb, and they brought Kalajiri in. For me, my take on that. Um, I, Meyer wasn't really a factor in the first half. He he did some good things passing wise, but he didn't really contribute on the attacking side. Uh, Bergsteller is a fantastic Austrian. Uh, like I said, I'm a big fan of him. Benteleb, though, you know, I mean, he did have the goal, but maybe I guess other than that, if I take out take off my my fandom glasses, I mean, I really don't remember his name being called. Other than that, you know, either defensively or offensively. So maybe, you know, maybe Tedesco saw something that I didn't. How did you see the substitutions? At first, I was kind of like, you know, questioning it. But, you know, maybe, you know, like you said, Tedesco probably felt like there just needed to be that extra spark. You know, you know, we were excited at the beginning to see Mayer back into the lineup. But, you know, like you said, he really wasn't a factor in that first half. And maybe Tedesco just saw something that, you know, he can expose with bringing, you know, in Burgersteller and um you know but I I I was kind of questioning it but I'm like hey you know you do your thing you know you know what you you're seeing in the game you know because like you're saying we have our fan fan goggles on and <laughs> you know we're, we're gonna be kind of like what what are you thinking but I mean he just pr- must have saw something that we didn't see and um you know so I was just like okay well let's see where this goes well, it didn't take long for the changes to uh, to, to, to come in effect. Um, Schalke was da- very dangerous early on in the second half. In fact, the 47th minute, they were awarded a, a free kick. Um, and then the, the new man, Bastian Ochipka, he's the uh, free kick specialist. He's got a lethal left foot. Um, I've seen him for a few years now, you know, and he's it's a it's very, very good left foot. I'm glad he's on our team. Uh, well, yep. he... He took that free kick, and it was a perfect free kick. And they create here. It's uh, Ochika. Now, though, with the header. Perfect start to the second half for Schalke. To a wide-open Naldo, his 40th goal in his Bundesliga career. Just like that, Schalke back in the lead. How does a player of Naldo's pedigree get left alone like that? You know what? I... Just watching the replay and everything, I, I don't know because he's, he's just so tall. I don't know how you would <laughs> exactly. lose someone like, yeah, you, how would you lose Naldo? But, you know, somehow he was able to squeeze through and just, you know, had that beautiful goal. And, I mean, it was beautiful in my eyes. I know probably people are like, <laughs> I've seen better, but, hey, I, I'm going to take it. And, 
you know, but it was, it was just great to see him kind of get out, especially with his height and, you know, get free and, you know, with that beautiful, you know, pass. But, you know, I don't know how he got loose, but it was just great to see it. <laughs> I think the closest player to him was Tilo Carrer, who also wasn't marked. Um, so yep. yeah, I, it was obviously a lack, a lapse in, uh, in judgment there on the, on the, uh, set piece. So, hey, to our benefit, uh, you know, Naldo was open and he scored. He's gonna, he's not going to miss those. Uh, he, nope. he, it's one thing he does really, really well, and that's headers. Um, being at 6'3 or 6'4, however tall he is. So, uh, I was glad when, as soon as that went in, I was like, okay, okay, a little bit relaxed. The, the changes worked, but shots weren't done there. No. Shortly after the, actually, after the ensuing kickoff, um, the goal, the goalie for Stuttgart, you know, kicked it deep, ended up being a turnover. Uh, eventually, Ochipka got the ball, um, and he, and he cut inside, passed it to Bergseller. Bergseller just turned it, found Herrett, who, in one motion while fading away, passed it right back to Bergseller, who found it, found his way past the defense somehow, and lofted a cheeky shot over the Stuttgart keeper. Two goals in a minute to open the second half. Uh, that's that's a that's a lightning quick attack there. Uh, I did not see that coming. I mean, the go- the first goal was nice. I did not expect him to score that quickly right off the opening. No, off the the next kickoff. Did you? No, I did not. I mean, especially he had just you know sub subbed in for Mayer, and you know I, it was just great to see him score that second goal within a few minutes and in, into the second half. But you know, like we mentioned earlier, it was it was surprising because. I didn't expect that attack so early in the second half, you know. Yeah. But they just turned it on. I guess they just didn't like the way they ended the first half. And, you know, it's just great to see that they started the second half to take the lead 3-1 right away within a few minutes into the second half. Yeah, I mean, really, both goals, oh, I should say both halves, they started the same way. Uh, early goals, you know, something Tedesco must be saying to pump them up to when, right when they start the halves, they, they're, they're, they're in attacking mode and they score because you had the, the first goal was in the second minute and then you had two goals in two minutes within the first two minutes of the second half. So, you know, with that second goal, it's now 3 1. Uh, they showed a real quick, quick, quick glimpse of uh, Tedesco and he looked relieved after the third goal, like, okay, we're good now. Uh, that pass by Amin Herrett was brilliant. Uh, the goal was brilliant too. But you know, as soon as Bergseller got to Herrett in one motion, I mean, it was the run by Bergseller. It was the the one time pass by Herrett. That chip goal. I mean, the whole play was just beautiful. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, like you said, Tedesco looked relieved, and you know, it's it's good to be in that situation when you're up three one. But you know, sometimes it can get scary because you don't want to get too comfortable. You know, when you're up. 3-1 so early in the second half so what's that old saying uh the worst lead in soccer is, or, or soccer football is a two goal lead so uh we had one there and i, and I was feeling the same way as you because you don't want to get too comfortable um Schalke clearly though we're still in attacking mode and uh our man Bergstaller, he had another opportunity in the 57th minute uh he was wide open he i was screaming shoot shoot he took too long to shoot 
and and the goalie eventually swallowed up the ball. Uh, but I, I as 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 good as he was in that and that goal he scored, he was that much off on that on, on that play there because I think he was thinking way too much as opposed to just using his instincts and shooting. Yeah, and you know sometimes once you get that first goal, you know you want to make sure you're set up yourself in the right position to get maybe that second goal. But like you said, I think he just took a little bit too long to take that shot and kind of thought a little bit too much on it and, you know, kind of messed up, I guess, in that opportunity to get that other goal. But it happens. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Um, You know, and the the remainder of the game, um, pretty much Schalke pretty much set up shop and, you know, control the the game. Stuttgart really had no opportunity to to get back into the game. A couple of players I wanted to see score goals uh, came close. Goretzka, he had an opportunity in the 59th minute shortly after the Bergseller opportunity, uh, but his shot went high and wide. But it's good. It's good to see that he was he was involved very much in the game, both defensively and offensively. Uh, also, the man who uh, came in for I mean Harrit Weston McKinney, an American, you know that both of us can relate to. Uh, he he nearly got a headed goal late in the game too, so it was a, it was a brilliant save by the goalkeeper. No more goals in the rest of the game. The game would end three one. I couldn't be more thrilled with that result. You know, we were looking for a reaction after that handover game, and uh, I think we got it, didn't we? Oh yeah, I mean, this is definitely the right way to to respond to that loss. Like I said, you know, you don't want to have a loss to a you know a, a newly promoted team but you know I just definitely feel like this was the right way to respond to that loss and just show us you know show the fans show all the fans actually all over the world that you know we're gonna we're gonna try to make the best of it once we lose and I think they really made a a statement even though they were newly promoted after being out one you know last season but I just was really happy with with the outcome and then like you said we we had other chances and just kept attacking and attacking and, you know, like we said, that two-goal lead, we just didn't play, you know, conservative, and we just kept attacking. It was just great to see that, even though we still won 3-1, but it was just great to see that. A couple of things I did like from the lineup that came about. Tilo Kerr had been playing in defense uh, the first two games. and this game, they had Stambouli playing in defense and Tilo Kerr playing in the midfield. Uh, but the good thing about that is both Carrer and Sambuli, they can both can play in the midfield. They both can play in, in defense, so they can swap each other out during the game. Uh, so if one goes up, the other one is more than capable of covering. So I did like that. I know Caligiri is a favorite of Tedesco, it seems like, at the beginning of the season. But really, those two guys complement each other so well because Stambuli could easily play you know, defensive midfielder while Carrer drops back or vice versa. Um, so I thought that was a, that was a good move by um, Tedesco. Uh, but, I'm, you know, really... Just look at what happened at halftime. Um, would you call it a tactical masterstroke by Domenico Tedesco um, with that double substitution, you know, taking out Meyer and Bentaleb, bringing in Caligiri and Bergseller? Uh, what did you make of that, you know, I guess the reaction from Schalke after coming out of the halftime? Um, you know, I think, um, I mean, as a fan, I would take it as a, you know, tactical master move because, you know, it wasn't really in my eyes. I wasn't really expecting that 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 substitution, or well, especially two substitutions right at half. Yeah, right. you know. But um, you know, and it did really change the flow of the game. You know, like we mentioned earlier. I mean, Mayer wasn't a real factor in that first half. You know, 
we really didn't hear his name called very much. And, you know, I think with that, those two substitutions right away, just kind of, you know, gave a little bit of lightning in a bottle, I guess, and just kind of changed a little bit more of the flow. So, I mean, I think it was just a great tactical move by him. And, you know, I think hopefully we see a little bit more of that or, you know, see what happens. But it was just exciting to see that it was a positive move on, on those substitutions. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's a, it's a thing now because years ago you wouldn't see thirty year old uh, managers in in any any top you know division, um, and then in Bundesliga you know it started out with uh, Julian Nagelsmann over at Hoffenheim and now uh, Tedesco and even even the manager uh, uh, Hannes Wolf for um, Stuttgart he's only thirty six. These young guys they do know what they're doing. It's clear that you know Tedesco they call him a laptop manager. He uses analytics to to solve his to solve you know his games. You don't have to be an ex player necessarily to to do well and as a manager. And and you know these young managers are showing it these days. And like I said, I'm thrilled with the game result. Looking ahead, uh, they got Werder Bremen up. Uh, Werder Bremen, I think they may have one point right now. Um, what mm-hmm. do you what do you are you what do you what are you expecting from this next game? Any predictions? Um. Hoping, you know, I definitely see a win. I mean, you know, back to Tedesco first, you know, you heard, you're mentioning, you know, he's taking those risks. I think is it's, it's really good to see these young managers take those risks because, you know, even though it's his first year, he's wanting to take those risks and hopefully it's going to continue to be a positive. You know, you have these older managers that might not want to take those risks because, you know, they're so set in their ways. But, you know, Tedesco just has a different background, you know, like you're saying, he doesn't have to be a a former player to be able to make, you know, these different game plans to try to switch it at half or, you know, different things like that or, you know, halfway in the second half. But I just think, you know, his risk is just paying dividend at at least early in the season. But as far as uh, this next game, I definitely see another Schalke win. You know, I'm, I'm guessing it's, my guess is going to be 2-0. I just feel we're going to just keep attacking a little bit stronger. And um, I, I'm really loving this lineup. Or oh, this, yeah. should I, sorry, the formation. And I think it's just going to give us a 2-0 win on Saturday. Absolutely. No, no, I, I love this formation uh, as well. Um, I think, you know, coming from last season to this season, the thing that was most most glaring to me is the amount of goals that Schalke gave up last season, and it's not very Schalke esque, you know, giving up so many goals a game. Something with this formation, especially with what Tedesco uses, uh, is this very compact, and he likes to use those wingers as uh, fourth and fifth defense defensemen there, so it helps you out to uh, to help shut down the offense on the of the opposition. So you know, now my question goes out to everyone listening: What did you guys make of the match against Stuttgart? Tell us about it at SO4 underscore podcast on Twitter. All right, before we uh, wrap this up, um, I wanted to bring something up that I think has to be said because, you know, while while we were away, there were rumors that uh, a certain captain was going to be, uh, oh, I should say ex-captain because he was stripped while he was here. Benedict Havidas uh, joined Juventus. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention it because he he's our captain. He was our captain. Um, he's been with Schalke forever, it seems like, since I think 2007. 
so Daniel, what are you, you know, I know you're new to Schalke. Um, what are your thoughts about this, uh, you know, Benedict Havidis moving to Juventus? Um, and what do you know of his legacy at Schalke? Um, you know, doing my research, I mean, obviously his name was kind of everywhere when you're looking at, you know, a little bit of the most recent history of, of Schalke. So, you know, I was really shocked to see see this happen. You know, I mean, I'm sure a lot of fans were. But, you know, Tedesco, you know, wasn't going to be using them very much. So, you know, I think with this, I think it's a one-year loan possibility to be a permanent transfer, I believe, from what I remember reading. But I just think that, you know, maybe a change of scenery and then maybe if he ends up coming back, I'm hoping. That's just my thoughts. (laughs) Hopefully he comes back and, you know, hopefully can just bring a little bit something. Because, I mean, obviously, heaven this is a – a decent team you know they're they're always you know on the top in their league but it was just really a shock um as far as his legacy though I don't think you know you can say anything bad about it I mean he's you know most recently you know you look at the history and he's just he is Mr. Shaka in my eyes from from what I've read you know like you said I I don't know I've only started following for a little over a year, but I mean, I know who he is. So I think his legacy is in Taco Shaka. And even with this one year loan, or if it's a permanent loan after this one season, you know, I think it's still going to be, he's part of our, our club and he's, his legacy is just cemented. And he even, he even said it recently. And I think uh, the last few days he said, you know, I'll always cheer for Shaka. They're always being my heart. You know, he, as I said, he joined Shaka in 2007 I think it was like June of that of the of June of 2007. He the first half of that year he ended up playing with a Schalke second team in the in the Oberliga, uh, which is a fourth division of of uh, German soccer. And he did join the team in uh, October 2007 uh, in the Champions League, I believe it was. Uh, so that was his like first game for Schalke, you know, for the top team for the senior team. Yeah, you know, and he uh, I remember watching it. I, I remember when he joined the team and. I was thinking, okay, he's got a lot of promise with this guy, but he's kept, he was so consistent. He was so good. Um, he's so dynamic and he, he has that characteristic of him. You know, he can play any position. He's so versatile. I remember when he became captain, it was, it was, I think the summer of 2011, uh, is when they named him the captain. So like I said, he's Mr. Consistency. Uh, I've always loved the guy. I mean, he's, he's had 44 caps for Germany too. He can play right back, center back, he can play left back. He's just so versatile. He can score with his feet. He has good free kicks. He's got a good header of the ball. He's always up there for free for corner kicks and free kicks. He'll definitely be missed. Like you said, he is Mr. Schalke. When you think of Schalke, you think of Benedict Hovidis. No doubt about it. I, I'm going to miss the guy. And I, people ask, you know, Juventus fans especially are asking why 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 did they high, why did they sign Hovidis? Because they got they have some sort of defenders there right now. But the thing you don't realize is that he can play, like I said, right back or left back. He's so versatile. So I think he's a great addition for that team. And I know that, and I don't want to get too much into Juventus because that's for that's another league. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, Javidez leaving, uh, he he'll always be loved as, as a Schalke fan. Um, I I I get why why he was he was he left or why he was moved. Though he is our captain or our beloved captain. The team hasn't really produced much in the last, you know, so many years. We slowly have been, we used to be, like in the mid-2000s, we were contenders for the Bundesliga title every year. Didn't win it, unfortunately, but we were up there, you know, with Bayern every year. 
and then we started sort of fading. We started getting still in the Champions League spots. And then last year, we dropped all the way down to 10th spot. And some of that has to fall on the weight of the captain. I mean, if the captain can't convince his teammates, yes, it's the players around. It's 11 players, 22 players on the team that are involved. But, you know, the, the captain, he's got to be able to to will the team to victory sometimes. Um, so maybe they needed a fresh change, not only from a manager sense, you know, uh, losing Vine Zero and, and getting Tedesco, but also the captaincy. Ralph Fairman is more than capable of, of you know, holding that captain's armband. He is uh, he's one of the better goalkeepers in the world. A lot of people don't know about him, and it's unfortunate and fortunate for Schalke fans because uh, he'll stay here. Um, and now that he's captain, he'll probably stay here the rest of his career. Um, so I'm sad that he's gone, but um, you know I wish him nothing but the best. I have no ill will towards him, and I, I'm sure he doesn't have any ill will towards Schalke, maybe Tedesco, but not not Schalke. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, like you said, maybe it, uh, you know. The new captain, you know, a different voice was just something that might be needed in the locker room. But he's definitely going to be missed. He was he was definitely a great leader, great defender. So it was just it was just still a shock. I mean, I'm still in shock. But I mean, we just got to see what Tedesco can do, and hopefully, it pays dividend. I couldn't agree more. Well said. Well, I think uh, we can wrap it up on that. Keep tuning in throughout the well, not the summer anymore, is it? We're in fall mode. At least it is here in Washington D.C. So keep tuning in throughout the fall. We'll bring you the latest with the Royal Blues. We want to thank Schalke and the Bundesliga for providing us tidbits for our podcast today. If there are any topics you would like us to discuss, send us a tweet at so4 underscore podcast on Twitter. We'll have some more guests on on the next few weeks. Stay tuned for that. You know, I personally would like to thank Daniel for joining us. Daniel, if people want to give you a follow. Are you on Twitter? I am. Um, I don't use it very often, but it's just my last name, Arzola, A-R-Z-O-L-A, 7-2. But yeah, you know, follow me and, you know, definitely um, continue following SO4 underscore podcast. I mean, it's, it's just a great podcast. I'm glad to be able to be part of it. And thank you, Richard, for having me. It's great talking football with you. Yeah, no, and the, and the way that Daniel and I know each other, we're both in the uh, the Schalke North America fan group on Facebook. Um, yep. So feel free to feel free to join that group and uh, talk uh, Schalke with uh, fellow Schalke fans there. Great network, great great fans there. Love that. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, once again, I'm your host Richard Carmen. You can find me on Twitter as well at r underscore Carmen. That's K H A R M A N. Or if you're on Facebook, look for me in the uh, Shaka North America fan group there. Until the next pod comes, my friends, stay ready, and I'll be with you soon. Shoes.